This is a presentation of Dawn Forge Productions. You're listening to Shattered Soul Stone, Episode 20, Kindred Spirits. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash sspbook. That's bit.ly slash sspbook. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. You have quite a treasure there in that Horodric cube. From the far reaches and burning depths of sanctuary comes Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo podcast. It's beginning to feel like some great evil is permeating the air around here. Now, your hosts, Nevik, Breja, and Jen. Stay a while and listen. Welcome to episode 20 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. It is Saturday, July 28th. I am your host. I am joined by my two co-joeys from the proverbial Dawn Forge pouch, as well as our fourth musketeer, Lantonio. How are you tonight? Pretty good. Just got back from JGO band camp here in Wisconsin. That was amazing. Saw Corn and a bunch of other bands. Was out in the sun all day. Plenty of drinks, plenty of light, plenty of dust. Jen would love it. <laughs> <laughs> and how sunburned did you get? Um, well, luckily I don't really burn, I guess. I got a little red, but mostly I get dark because my dad's Hispanic and that helps me out a lot. When I do get red, I just tan up in a day anyway. But my fiance and my stepson are just, well, future stepson are just, they're freaking cherried. Oh, no. So so you're going to be tending to them tomorrow. I'm sure I'll be rubbing aloe vera. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I did today. Been up to a lot of other things. Been pretty busy. Haven't played a ton of Diablo. Got a full day yesterday, actually. So I guess I got a little bit in, but been doing a lot of work for my old man and stuff and helping him with some yard work. Had a bad storm the other day and blew a tree down outside my parents' house. So we took all day Friday or all day Thursday picking that up and work here and there. Just doing a lot of random stuff, you know going places doing things since you don't got to work at the moment got a lot of free time but not really free time you know what i mean you're always finding something to do so. yeah you you mentioned a word that i don't quite understand weather what, mm-hmm. what are you talking about weather because <laughs> you know in california it's always perfect oh well not here we had tornadoes we had 70 mile an hour winds rain horizontal for three hours straight and strobe light like lightning all from about i'd say one in the morning to about four in the morning last wednesday night to thursday morning you see now the lightning storm i'm all down for that it's been years Mm -hmm. since we had a lightning storm here in in the central valley so i actually got it recorded i might be able to put it up on youtube and then put a link or something it's not the same it's not as you can't really see it too well because it's it's, it's not as electrifying (laughs) But it was nuts. I mean, the whole that house was funnier was in my head. I'm sorry. Flashed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ambrosia, how are you tonight? Oh, fantastic. Um, other than you know, crazy weather going from really hot to muggy and 
flash floods today, which was interesting trying to drive on the road, manhole covers being lifted up with water just spewing out everywhere. It was interesting. Wow. <laughs> Sounds like you got your to turn. To say the least. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we got ours. Uh, happened to you, and a few days later, it happened to us. Maybe it was the same storm, huh? Probably. Yeah, I'm thinking it probably was. <laughs> but that's okay. I mean, other than that, in the game, uh, just been playing around with different alts, having some fun with that. And then uh, saying, err, which doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, what, what did you think of the uh, opening ceremonies for the Olympics? Fantastic. Thank you for letting us see that last night. <laughs> Well, I, I wanted to watch no, it. Too, I thought so. it was really interesting because it was um, a lot, for the first time I've ever remembered a country doing an opening ceremony and it wasn't a song and dance. It was like a story, and it was a British style story with British humor and uh, wonderful storytelling and just visuals. I thought it was fantastic. Well, Danny Boyle did, you know, put that together, and mm-hmm. Danny Boyle is pretty did good. A fantastic job. I'm I'm still holding out hope that maybe somehow he can figure out a way to pull off it 28 months later, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yes. And Jen, how are you? I'm surviving. I you know I'm here in the central coast of California, and uh, the weather is beautiful. And I actually went outside, which is pretty darn rare for me. Um, so I've been at the Renaissance Fair and the Mid State Fair, oh, just walking around. So, so you may have tripped over a number of magic rocks. Possibly, yes. Mm-hmm. I think some of the people at the Ren Fair were doing things with the magic rocks, you know. They looked a little <laughs> bit altered. But um, it was fun. You know, I usually go to the Ren Fair in costume. And I didn't go this year in costume because my costume no longer fits me. I have to get a new one. Um, but Sean and I go in costume with um, some family and some friends. And it's usually a whole lot of fun. And um, But it was still fun. You know, we got to see the Joust. So that was cool all day. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, it was fun. My only memory of a Ren Fair, I've only been to one before, and I, you, you might understand why I've only been to one. My memories of that Ren Fair was uh, somebody dressed up, uh, and by somebody, I mean kind of a rather overweight guy, dressed, um, dressed up as the devil, wearing nothing more than a red Speedo and red body paint. And uh, <laughs> That would definitely remind me of the devil. And then, then there was, you know, a quote-unquote wench, um, she was rather plump and jolly and everything, and she had a sword between her, in her on on her sword rack, I guess you could call it. And she, <laughs> and she was like, "Do you dare pull this sh- pull this sheath or whatever?" I, I don't oh, remember exactly God, what she no. said, but yeah. <laughs> I don't my, know my, what Renfrew you went to, but that one doesn't sound very good at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, the one that I go to out here, people are actually dressed, so that's nice. Yeah, and. Uh, it, it was me and, and two friends, and then on the way back, we, we rode with some other, like, mutual friends of one of one of my friends, and um, we're driving in, in, you know, a converted van, and then the driver kind of dozed off at the wheel, and then we hit, hit the oh. center divide, so, yeah. That's horrible. I've, I've only know? been to one Ren, Ren Fair. Yeah, <laughs> you had a horrible why. experience with that, but I gotta say, if you ever want to really, really have fun when you're heading towards a Ren Fair, if you're going in costume and your entire group is all dressed in, you know, period costumes with the whole deal and hats and boots and everything, stop into any local fast food place along the way and just see how the people look at you, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like they often can't quite figure out if you're going to, if they know about the Ren Fair they might have a clue. But if they're not aware of the Ren Fair being in the area, 
they sometimes look at you like they're really not sure what you're doing and others look at you like they're trying to figure out if you're Amish or if you're <laughs> you know, like, what's the costume? It's, it's really fun. So went and did that and then walked around the Mid-State Fair and managed to not get sunburned at either one, which for me is a giant success because I burn really quick. But I put like half a bottle of sunscreen on me, I think, and, and all was good. Speaking of the Mid-State Fair, I went to the California State Fair up here in Sacramento, and it was uh, it was the last Wednesday of the of the fair, so uh, so it was half price admission, and oh my goodness, it was crowded, so very crowded. Oh, I bet it was. Yeah, and my wife only wanted one thing, which was fried zucchini, so we got into uh, you know a line for for to get some fried zucchini. Got up there, and they were sold out. And I was after waiting for 20 minutes and then, uh, you know, waited, proceeded to wait for another 10 minutes to get my bucket of fries, which were, which was cold by the time I got back out of the, you know, the, the coalescence of, of human bodies. It it was on the verge of, um, forming a singularity, I think, just the mass, the mass of people. very disgusting. I, I, I'm not too fond of, of crowds. Yeah, it reminds me of today. We, uh, we were, I told you we went to that concert. We were waiting in line for the signings. They have a signing tent. Corn was up for the sign. Of course, at the one band that everybody's packed, you know, a mile down. And we waited about an hour and a half. We were like three people to go. All of a sudden, they turn around. Corn's done signing. Everyone might as well leave the line. The security. We're like, I was like, you gotta be kidding me. We just waited for two hours in the sun. You know, that was Joe pissed us off. <laughs> yeah, I, I could imagine. Mm. Yeah, well, the kid was all sad because, you know, he had a shirt sitting there waiting for two hours, you know, 12-year-old, and ended up missing it just barely. You know, we would have got there five minutes sooner. We would have probably been able to do it, but what are you going to do? They got to go on the show. Well, that's a bummer, but let's move on because we have quite a, quite a bit of show to get through tonight, so let's move on to more specifically what we've been up to. We'll, we'll start with Brazier. What, what have you been up to? Oh, like I mentioned a few minutes ago, just toying around with my other alt, just having fun, you know, kind of poning things myself. But then uh, every once in a while, I'll go back onto my witch doctor and just sit there and walk into a wall of death. <laughs> oh no! My son tried to help me out. We're both—he's like level 53 now. I'm still at 51, and we just, even together, just can't seem to get it right. Where we just keep getting killed. As soon as we run into a champion pack, we're dead. And it's just like, no matter what we do, can't get by it. And so it's like, okay, frustrating. Log out, go log back in, try it again. Right. What difficulty are you playing right now? Uh, hell. Okay. Yeah. So, and I think it's just mainly that I probably don't play consistently one class long enough to get used to it. Uh, <laughs> doing yeah. it. And, I mean, I'm, I'm not playing every single day, so it's kind of the... Uh, I find myself for at least 10 minutes or 15 minutes just getting used to playing again and then jumping in. But I think what I really need to do right now is start doing some major upgrades to some gear. Uh, my weapon's not too bad, but I just kind of laugh because both uh, my son and I are on Witch Doctors. Are the best weapon we were able to either purchase or find <laughs> uh, <are> crossbows. <laughs> Give us, that's the thing that gives us the best DPS, so we said, you know, we'll take it. And it has uh, all stats for for intelligence, and I'm just trying to think of uh, some attack speed, and it's just a couple of other things, but help our DPS. 
the Witch Doctor specific offhand is generally gives you some kind of mana regen on top of of stats. Mm -hmm. But I, I guess it's hard to find those. That's not even a problem. I'm sorry? Yeah, no, no I'm sorry. I was going to say that the mana regen is not even a problem. Oh, okay, so it's not... Um, like, I don't even have... Don't even come close to running out of mana. Uh, just the, the way we have things set up. Well, you know, 1.0.4 can't be that far off, right? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it's, it's going to take a while for everything to, to kind of get to the place where I think Diablo 2 was, and I felt good with it. But then again, you know, I think we were talking in the pre-show. Yeah, I played... I got really spoiled playing... Uh, the modded version of Diablo 2, so I just I didn't really run into problems that I am now. Even the toughest modes weren't like slamming your face against the wall. Right. Yeah, it was difficult, which was good. It should be, but uh, it just felt like it was more depth of gameplay. Diablo 2 Hell, just on the ladder, wasn't nearly as hard as Inferno is. Inferno is one of the hardest games I've played, other than maybe God of War, Titan mode, but. I remember being able to pretty much walk hell. I mean, you can get through most of hell with cruddy gear in Diablo 2, as long as you build your character right, at least. It's not so dependent on gear, but I think Inferno is so much more difficult, seeing as though you actually have to defeat the champion packs. There's not really champion packs that have them kind of affixes in D2 either, so it's more... Plus, you know, you've got the fast teleport, you can just go zap bosses like nothing, so... Yeah, it just feels right now I'm so dependent on the gear. That the only thing to do right now is to start upgrading my gear again. That's the only way you'll get there. And luckily, though, for hell, you know the gear isn't too hard to get good enough. You know, you probably spend a hundred thousand gold and be able to get through hell. Oh yeah. If you watch for deals, but when once you come into Inferno, you'll be having to spend a hundred million to get a, an upgrade. So, <laughs> wow. Good luck. Don't know about that. Well, it's a little bit maybe up there, but right now I'm not finding anything under like 20 million if that's a real upgrade. Yeah. And Jen, I, I know you've been super busy, but have you had any time to play at all? I had a little bit of time to play, and um, I, I got a little bit farther, but I'm still in Act 2 of Normal with my Barbarian, who's at level 23 now. Um, she's at the point where I just recently found Shen, which was entertaining, and um, I think she's at the uh, ancient waterway, you know, waiting to go in and go through that part next. That's where she's at. Uh, somewhere in there, I actually had a chance to talk to Rillandune while I was playing. I think it was around like four or five in the morning here, so that was oh, wow. fun. Yeah, it was kind of fun. Just randomly ran into him. Um, we didn't get into a game together or anything because I bet I'm a lot lower level, but um, <laughs> you know, it was it was cool just to say hi. So that was pretty neat. And somewhere in this experience, I ran into um, Zarheim the Reckoner, <laughs> which was fun. Um, this the many is the first... forms of Zarheim. Oh, yeah. You know, so I found one. I've got a screenshot of it just because I was like, oh, my God, it's a Zarheim. Because I remember in the beta, I was always running into Zarheim. Zarheim the this, Zarheim the that, Zarheim the everywhere, you know. And um, this is the first Zarheim I've seen since beta. So that was kind of exciting. I kind of, you know, that was cool. I haven't had a chance to play my uh, Demon Hunter that I named 37 yet because Sean and I have not had like our schedules sync up at all, <laughs> at all for gameplay, um, unfortunately. So, and I tend to play, like I said, at four in the morning, and he works at like seven, so that doesn't work so good, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I did roll a second Demon Hunter because I just wanted to, you know, have one I could just play whenever and not have it be dependent on 
you know, syncing up schedules, you know. Haven't had time to play her much yet, but, um, you know, I, I got her up to level 4, and I had all this stuff stashed away for our second Demon Hunter, because there's just something about, like, all those cool crossbows, especially if they're one-handed. I just have this need to keep them. Even if I'm playing, like, the Barbarian, I'm like, ooh, a crossbow! You know, can't even use it on that mm -hmm. character, but I want it! <laughs> you know? So, they're all in my stash, and they're all in my stash, and now they're on my little Demon Hunter, who just started uh, level 4. I'm hearing fireworks outside my window right now. Awesome. I hope they're fireworks. They don't really sound like gunshots, but, um, you know, we'll see. <laughs> Lantonio, um, while, while Jen hopefully takes uh, cover, what, what have you been up to? Well, in the game-wise, I've been trying to get through, I was trying to get through a lot more of Inferno. I actually made it probably a quarter of the way through Act 3, Inferno now, with my gear. It's just incredibly difficult I can really I, I can't really play at all with another person in the game it's just too much life that takes too long to kill yeah. anybody and then if you get to a champion pack they're just going into a, what you call it the, the enrage mode enrage mode yeah. and um, but when I play by myself I use a scoundrel and that seems to give me enough crit that I can get through most of it but you know once again it's getting the good rolls on the Thing. So what I decided to do after playing, it looks like actually that you've done the same. I played with uh, you do run run, mm -hmm. and um, he was telling me that he was about the same spot as me, and he decided to start mfing, and I kind of took a little bit of information from him, and I decided to make my guy have a secondary group of stuff that's all mf gear, and I'm at about 250 mf now, just staying in Act One, not dying too much every now and then but for the most part I can do just fine still and I find a lot of good stuff now I mean nothing worth millions upon millions yet but some stuff that I'm selling for 500,000 at least making about 500,000 a run so it's not starting bad. to add up yeah starting to add up my gold again I, I did find I don't know if I told you guys or not yet I did find Natalia's Redemption ended up getting a really good roll and I was looking and the ones that had the stats that I had weren't going for less than like 80 million so I put mine. On, I put mine on for fifty million, thinking, "Oh, it'll sell instantly," and it didn't sell for two days. Oh, so I put it yeah. at twenty, didn't sell, and I was like, "All right." I put it on ten, and it sold instantly. Oh. So I'm like, I probably was. I probably should have been about fifteen, sixteen. I was thinking, but yeah, what are you gonna do? So I bought a bunch of MF gear, and now I'm back down to about fifty thousand gold after everything because I upped all my gems finally. Decided to start making high-end gems. Yeah, yeah, gems are really, really expensive. Zapia. <laughs> Yeah, they start going. I'm up to stars now, and they really start going. Yeah. So. Oh, wow. But I was playing Inferno and was getting really bad luck one of the frustrating days with, you know, Arcane, Arcane Vortex, Fire Chain, Waller, you know, the horrible pack, and got frustrated. So me and my brother-in-law decided to start doing some alternate characters, and I finished normal with the monk, the barbarian, and then I got to act two now with the witch doctor. I hate to say it, Brazier, but that witch doctor's going really slow, so I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to continue. I'll probably beat normal with it at least, but then I think I'm going to, if it doesn't get any better, probably going to have to wait on that until I get all the other ones at least to 60. Yeah. The Barbarian, though, was amazing. I, I played that all the way through on Friday, all the way through normal, and that that was really fun. I could see myself really liking him. Yep. Almost almost, almost as much, if not more, than the 
the wizard. It's dangerous. The barbarian, it's very, very dangerous. I don't think I like him strength-wise any better, but just it seems really, really fun to play, and that's what I want, you know? Yeah. Like, leaping attacks are so awesome, and Wrath of the Berserker, like you were talking about, I heard, like episode 19, I think. That is awesome. Even when you're low level, it seems so powerful. Yeah. I don't even have a rune on it yet, and I love it. So, that's pretty much what I've been doing in the game. I did forget to mention beginning of the show, I got a new tattoo. I'm going to have to post it. Um, it's not a Diablo one this time, but I got a really big dagger with, like, a fallen angel with huge wings up all over my whole right arm. So, I got ink on that side that I was pretty excited about. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah, nice. A really big one. So, other than that... <laughs> Not much really in Diablo. I haven't had a ton of time to play. Just not because I didn't do other things, but went to the Dells, went and saw Batman, which was amazing, by the way. Yeah. If anybody hasn't seen The Dark Knight Rises, go, now. go see it. Yeah. I'm going to go again for sure. Probably maybe even twice more. I don't know. I, I went to the first Dark Knight three times. I think I loved that one. But Bane is definitely really, really cool. What I've been up to, and. Um... You, you mentioned that, that you got Natalia's uh, redemption or what, whatever. I yep. I got Tal Rasha's chest to drop, and it was a completely terrible roll. It had strength on it and nothing else, pretty much. I was like, all right, well, at least I can salvage this and get an achievement, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, that that's that reminds me. Remember, I play, I hopped into a butcher run with you and someone else. I got the Natalia or uh, Talrasha's helm, and that ended up being worthless. I couldn't sell it for even a hundred thousand gold, so I got the brimstone and sold that for two hundred thousand gold. So, like maybe a week week ago, I was I was having one of those insomnia nights because you know, not working because my hand is still healing and everything. Sometimes I go a little stir crazy. So, in one of my insomnia fueled farming runs late at night. Udenron joined me, and uh, of course, of course, this always happens. Anyone who joins my game, they, they get like a set piece or a legendary to drop, and it was no different with him. He got a... I forget what it was. It was a pretty crappy two-handed crossbow, but it was still a legendary, so I was like, oh. Yeah, he's got that 300 MF, too. That really helps him. Yeah. And later in that run, I, um, I had a one-handed mace drop for me and i i think this was right before he was gonna bail on my game because he had something else to go do i i identified it and i was like wait what no way no way it's a good item and i i like blinked and then then i pinched myself and i was like wait this is actually usable for my wizard this is this is incredible it was a 915 dps one-handed weapon with 230 uh yeah no, 198 intelligence. I forgot to put the stat in there. And like 235 life on hit, some decks, and a socket. So I was like, oh my god, <laughs> this is a good weapon. So I dropped a, I dropped a star emerald in there, which is 70% uh, extra crit damage. And my DPS just like skyrocketed. I'm like, wow. Yeah, I, I, I saw that weapon. I want it. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I was like, sweet. At that point, I was like, "All right, I I have I have a bunch of gold because I've been able to sell a couple amulets for like five plus million." And the the funny story about this is, up until about the up until about five minutes on that auction, like all three of them were going for like less than four hundred thousand gold. And then in that last five minutes, sometimes in the last sixty seconds, it will jump from like sixty thousand to seven million gold. And I'm like, 
What? <laughs> it's insane. So anyways, I, I splurged a little. I bought a couple pieces, uh, budget pieces, of course, because I wasn't, I wasn't about to blow my entire gold reserves on one piece. And I put together a set of progression gear, and I was able to get... Th I just... I blew through Act 2 Inferno with my melee wizard. There was no challenge except for the occasional... Um, I, I ran into a champion and an elite pack at the same time, and that was kind of tricky. But eventually I, I was able to get him, and uh, I one-shot Belial in Inferno. So I was pretty, wow. pretty happy about that. Wow, nice. And I, I then... I was like, well... I don't really feel like playing Act 3 right now, so I'll try that later, And to which I did, and I, can, I, got, uh, I got the catapults up, and then I went into the breach, or I mean not the breach, the keep, and I got, I ran into like a really nasty arcane enchanted skeletal archer pack, which was also like nightmare shielding and extra health, and I'm like, I was like, okay, yeah, all right. I, I guess I'm done with this run for t for tonight. But you know, I I'm pretty confident that I'm going to be able to get through Act Three Inferno. I, I I need a little bit more resistance gear, but overall my uh, melee wizard's doing really really well. So uh, if anybody is you know really wanting to play a melee wizard, guess what? They're actually viable in Inferno completely. Like there's unique gear for it, but they're viable. Other than that, I've been trying to play my monk. He's stranded at level 55 right now, and no matter what I do, I just I can't find anything that's working for him. I'm in Act 2 hell, and just any champion pack or you know get too swarmed and uh, I I don't know I, I I don't know what I'm gonna do with my monk. I I think he's pretty much dead. So whatever. I still have my barbarian right, and uh, I got my demon hunter. He's working through Act 3 normal. He's at level 30 now. And uh, I played my wizard, my hardcore wizard, and got her up to, I think, I don't think I updated this. I think I got her up to level 14. But, uh, yeah, so that that's going. And that's pretty much all I got. So we will now move into our community section with emails. And if you want to, oh, wait, actually, before we do that, we should mention our sponsor, Audible. And if you go to bit.ly slash sspbook, you can get a 30-day free trial. With that trial, you will get one credit to be used on over 100,000 book selections, audiobook selections, of course. And you also get access to digital versions of the New York Times and Wall Street Journal. So go to bit.ly slash sspbook to start your Audible 30-day trial today. So now... Now we have a mountain of emails, and actually we're going to start it off with a uh, with a ninja voicemail that we got from Papa Kangaroo himself. We didn't discover that this was in our Dropbox until um, after we had finalized episode 19, and evidently it was popped in there right before we did episode 19, and Papa Kangaroo didn't tell us. But anyways, let's give his voicemail a listen. Hey, Shattered Stall Snorters. Uh, um... Shattered Soulstone Crew. Okay, well, I'm not going to remember like Nevik. Okay. Hey, guys. It's Madros here. Just kind of wanted your thoughts on something I've seen in the community a lot and saw actually Blizzard comment on. I'm curious what you guys' thoughts are on this whole endgame question. You know, people who want the ability to do more at, quote, endgame for Diablo. Here's my thoughts. Assuming you've already given your thoughts or will give your thoughts. 
Endgame is a term that applies to MMOs. Diablo is not an MMO. It is a standalone game. There can be expansions that will provide more content, but I don't know that we need the kind of endgame content that people seem to be asking for. I don't see endgame content for Mass Effect 3 or Call of Duty or any other game that would be considered, quote, a single-player game. Yes, Diablo 3 is a more social single-player game in that it has the battle tag system, the ability to group up with your friends, and so on. But a lot of those, all those other games do also have a social aspect. So uh, I'm just kind of curious your guys' thoughts on this whole fad, is what I'd call it, of people who seem to feel that they should get more out of Diablo 3 than they deserve. Curious your thoughts, hoping that we might see an eye to eye on this, understand that we may not. In the meantime, I do want to say thank you to Nevik and Jen, and I'm sure Braja would too, but I, w- I would like to thank you guys all for your participation and your help and your grats for episode 300 for All Things Azeroth. So as I'm now halfway to the length of Nevik's um, interesting voicemail that he sent us, uh, I want to thank you all, and again, take care, and we'll see you later. Wait, I... I don't ramble. Come on, Medjurus. I don't ramble. I'm always concise, and brevity is my, is my, my, uh, yeah. (laughs) Rambling middle name. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, so, endgame. What, what, what does everybody think about this, uh, this cry, or need, or desire, whatever, whatever you feel like, for some kind of endgame in Diablo 3? Uh, we'll start with you, Lantonio. Well, I think it has it for people that, like us, who are going to take a lot more time to beat Inferno. But for the ones that are beating Inferno right now, it, they're the ones that I think are complaining more about the the end game. Um, I think D2 had it a lot more with the fact of having so much more like PvP stuff you could do. I mean, the PvP is coming, but I'm not sure how long it's going to last on D3. It doesn't seem too excited to me personally yet, but... Um, I think the fact that D2 had a lot of stuff you could do after with, you know, Uber Diablo. Of course, that all got patched, so maybe D3 will too. Ubers, stuff like that, stuff to work forward to to keep going. And I don't really like the fact that level 60 is uh, level cap on D3. I actually was watching a Kriparian video. He had a suggestion about Endgame. He was talking about his idea of champion levels, where once you get to, like, level 60, you could get some sort of champion level to get up to 60 which could be like a ladder version and after so many days that just gets reset and that something like that would be cool but I mean really once you beat Inferno or once we beat Inferno yeah you can go play hardcore I personally don't care enough to play hardcore because I'm not gonna lose a guy on a leg spike which watching Kriparian you do lose a lot he lost like five guys on, on that stuff that were level 3 Infernos and I mean after that I don't know what are you going to do? Just keep building more guys that can beat it? It only lasts. You only want to do that for so long because you're only going to spend so much time on the game farming goal to get to be able to do that. Brazia, what, what, what's your opinion? Because, you know, a lot of this is stemming from, like, there's been a lot of WoW players who have jumped into Diablo 3 who never played Diablo 2, and they're used to the whole WoW-structured endgame. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at it and thinking to myself, yeah, I went from Diablo to WoW, and I'm not 
you know, have I don't have the same mindset as somebody who's gone from WoW to Diablo, where uh, to me this was billed as a multiplayer online experience, action role playing game. It wasn't billed as a persistent world MMO. So I don't think that this should have the same type of endgame as that. But at the same time, I think the gaming community has really kind of grown up since the last time there was a, a really strong MMO, I'm sorry, action role-playing game out there. Yeah, like, we'll just say Diablo 2, we won't even say any other games, because there's been some other good ones too that have been on the market. But, you know, we expect more now, it, just coming into it. We don't expect it to just kind of do the same thing over and over. Uh, people want, you know, people do go through content quickly. It, it, even as wonderful as a lot of console games are to play, once people burn through that, if there's not something extra to it, they're done with the game. They put it on their shelf and they go look for the next game. Yeah. And I think with the PC gaming, it has to be more than just, you know, hey, let's go and you you keep doing runs. You know, you're going to have a good population of players that'll be like, oh yeah, you know what, we don't mind. We love running, you know, doing boss kills and getting loot and everything of that sort, which is what Diablo is. Diablo 3 is nothing I didn't expect it to be. Yeah. I just don't think it's completely where it should be, but it's nothing different than what I thought it was going to be. It's, it's definitely an action role-playing game. It has, I still think, a pretty darn good story. I like it. I've enjoyed it. It's just, you know, for me personally, I'm running into a wall, but that doesn't mean the game's bad. It just means I'm not good at that part of the game yet. Yeah. If I want something with an end game, so to speak, I'll go look at something like an MMO and play that kind of style game, or I'll look at some sort of you know, a story-driven game that is not an action role-playing game. My opinions on it is when they set the level cap to 60, they instantly churned Diablo 3 from, you know, the set-up-your-character-build-style kind of, you know, like, that that's your progression. Um, you know, get gaining a level, that gives you another skill point, you know, and you can, you can, as you level up, hell gets easier and easier. Well, with you being capped at level 60 then your progression comes through gear and and then that gets exacerbated by the auction house which has if if you blew through the game and you got through inferno and you know say you're able to make use of some really overpowered and broken skills before they got um hot fixed and changed and whatnot and you were able to you know blow past act two and act three inferno and then you start and you got couple really good drops and they sold for you know lots and lots of gold and you know you, you got set up that way then yeah obviously you're going to be burned out but there's also the burnout on the other end of the spectrum where you have you know i hate to bring in this word you know the quote-unquote casual player but you know um what we'll just say the uh, there's there's no way that i can say it without it being sounding really negative and i really do not mean any negativity in this but for those of us who are getting to the inferno late to the game you know like like myself i didn't get to inferno until you know until essentially they nerfed act two inferno i mean i i got to inferno just before that but you know i didn't have the gear to progress so you know, I ran into that wall, so where do you turn? You turn to the auction house, and then you buy your way to progress, and that kind of feels cheap, you know? It kind of cheapens the experience, and and if, if you buy all the best equipment, then, you know, the item hunt, nothing could possibly drop that that would, you know, even be interesting to you. 
So, therefore, you're like, well, I'm done with the game, so blah, 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 you know? I, I've seen a couple people mention that what they would like to see is, like, a never-ending dungeon. And they could they could tie in a ladder system to that, you know? Where each level you go down, it gets slightly harder, you know? But not, not quite, you know, the jumps in difficulty in Inferno, you know, like, from Act 1 to Act 2, and then Act 2 to Act 3. And then the jump from Act 3 to Act 4 is much smaller, but, you know... But to have more of a steady, steady build of that difficulty uh, throughout the dungeon, where you know by the time that you're getting into like the level 99 ranges of, of that dungeon, that everything's just has so much health that you have to have incredibly good gear in order to kill anything. So, and they could tie it into a ladder system, and then again, it's like with the whole level 60 thing. I, I mean, I guess they could do ladder resets, and if you want to play in the ladder then you have to start fresh with each ladder reset you know that that will build in some you know some longevity into playing the game because i, I mean lantonio you you jumped in every time there was pretty much a ladder reset right yeah i did about 10 or 12 of them actually so and i i loved it i, I liked that pretty much right when the economy was getting to where d3 is now where the gold is just worthless almost now and everything like that it reset and then everybody was good again it was really awesome feeling to have a pull rune if you remember that actually be worth something again for quite a while like because it took so long for people to actually get runes in that game which was which was the currency and it was awesome i, I liked that fact i wish they'd i mean everyone would hate me for saying this but i wish they'd take everybody's gold and chop it in half just to make less in the system so it'd be worth more yeah and another thing to keep in mind is that you know diablo 3 is you know only will only be going on three months old of from it being live and I can remember I mean obviously this is with you know lots and lots of dust but I, I remember that Diablo 2 didn't receive patches you know as all, all that quickly either you know it, it, there were there were periods of months between patches and as the game got older you know it it got progressively longer between patch cycles, but the ladder reset was the main thing that they that they had included. So that's one thing I would like to see is a ladder reset. It, it would give you a reason to go through the game again. And I, I know a lot of players would be like, "Well, I don't want to do that. You know, I got to the end and it took me forever, so I don't want to do that." Well, you know what? You don't have to. You you can you could just continue playing that character and you won't be a part of the ladder system because, I mean, obviously you probably don't care about the ladder system, so there's, you know, it, it'll work. The main thing what they need to do is they need to fix the itemization. And I think I think when they fix that, you know, because Diablo 2 had its problems with itemization in the beginning as well, Diablo 3 will be a lot better. And a, a lot of these problems that we're experiencing, especially with the auction house, you know, will be less profound. Well, maybe not the auction house itself but you know uh, I don't know we're not going to see you know like raid tiers like in WoW or anything like that so if it and we probably shouldn't you know because we already have WoW if you like that there it is you know you don't need it in another game exact same way you know what I mean it's like your raid tier quote unquote will come from the expansion which will add in another act which will add more you know, content and maybe levels and possibly the arena, you know. And probably and runes again. We'll, we'll maybe, probably get you know. itemized runes to drop again or charms or or something, you know, maybe sapphires, diamonds, and, and skulls as well. That would be kind of nice. Yeah, but I think the biggest problem people are having with this, oh, it doesn't have, you know, an endgame or I've gotten through it and that's it, is 
I don't know. I mean, maybe the mindset when you play some of the other games like World of Warcraft is I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to level, I'm going to level to the highest level, I'm going to go through, you know, all of the quests, I'm going to go through the big dungeons, I'm going to get the big bad at the end, where's my expansion? You know, I think that's kind of the mindset for a lot of the people that are complaining. And with with the, the all of the Diablo games, including Diablo 3, it's really more about, I mean, it's a dungeon crawler, you know? It's not really about, like, this whole, like, incredibly detailed story driven you know kind of thing you do once and go wow that was cool now where's more you know it's kind of designed like for people that want to go and play these things over and over and over you know i don't i don't feel like it's an end game kind of you know thing that's just me and i'm still playing every day i, I mean i'm not playing as much as i was once but you know i'm still playing every day you know i i try to get at least one good butcher run with my pitiful amount of magic find, but you know, I, I try to do that. Yeah, I would be playing every day if I had more time, and I'm hoping to have more time soon because of certain things going on. But um, you know, when the beta was up, I had more time, and I was playing that like every day, and that was really limited content. You know, so it just depends, I guess, on you know where your mindset is in terms of what you're looking for in a game. Yeah, and for me, it it, it always hinges back to you know the. Uh, you know, that one skeleton could drop, you know, Talrosh's chess piece, and hopefully it won't be horribly rolled, but, <laughs> you know. <laughs> or a skull grasp. I, I really want one of those. And, and uh, actually, you know what? This ties into a website that I found. Um, it's uh, Diablo 3 Market Watch. Um, it's kind of similar to, you know, like the uh, the auction house scrubbers for World of Warcraft. Not, not quite as... Um, it's not as robust because, you know, the auction house, Diablo 3, it's really hard to keep track on everything because every single legendary is different, you know, based on its role. I mean, they have a set range of, of you know, what it could roll, but, you know, everything's different. But evidently, Skullgrass don't go for 800 million gold. And, you know, I knew that they weren't selling for that much, but this site just proves that they're not selling for that much. Uh, Brazia, we have an email from Silent. Would you like to read that one? Oh, absolutely. Silent writes in, Hi, Soulstoners. Just got done listening to all the episodes during the work work week, and I must say I enjoyed every minute of it. Well, thank all you. All of them? Wow. <laughs> Impressive. It is. Uh, a few things about my Diablo history. I have played Diablo 2 for about four years, packed with Mephisto, Magic Fine runs, and cow-level games. But there's no cow level, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I played Diablo 2 until WoW came out and basically abandoned it outright. Only until the news that Diablo 3 was in production. I reinstalled the four disc long game and began to refresh my memories of the storyline one pixel at a time. How did I ever stand for those graphics? Oh my god, I know. Even even if you up it to 800 by 600, it's still so painful to look at. But I know how we we stood up to it. I remember playing the Atari 2600 in Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And if you played Diablo 1, there was a huge difference between the two. That was The Diablo <laughs> exactly. 1 was more like the Atari with Pitfall in some ways. Well, if you compare it to playing with sticks and hoops, I, I guess, you know, any video game is advanced. Aww. Now, sticks and hoops would be <laughs> Pong, you know? <laughs> I must be old-fashioned, because I love the graphics of D2, and I still like them. And when I still play, when, like, D3's down, or when I just want to go on for a little while, I still enjoy how it looks. It's fun. I, I like it. I, I never thought I had a problem 
with the game. So, but still uh, silent writes on. Now that Diablo 3 came out, it takes uh, up most of my gaming time, so I desubbed WoW. I currently have a level 60 wizard right. for a main <laughs> that is farming most of Inferno, and also a level 60 barbarian Double that I have right. just got. <laughs> <laughs> Just got to Act 2 Inferno. I enjoy both classes, but I favor the wizard the most of all since the sorceress was my favorite in Diablo 2. Triple alright. <laughs> I think someone's an epic fan. <laughs> I think so. You know what? I wonder if Silent is epic. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, kindred spirits there. Uh, Silent goes on to say, I wanted to recall back when Jen did the launch episode with the, all the Keith chattering with anticipation only to be let down by the infamous error 37. I wanted to share a YouTube video that you would all appreciate. It's done by a YouTube channel that makes fun of parodies of current music, games, and news. Again, great podcast, and keep up the good work. Best regard, silence. <laughs> Brazia, have you seen that video? Uh, no, I didn't get a chance to yet. Jen, have you? I haven't, but I, I really want to see what this is, so I will absolutely check it out after the show. We'll, we'll include the link in the show notes, and I won't spoil it for anybody. It is it is pretty funny. We have an email from Commander Bird. Antonio, please read that one. Hello, Soul Stoners. Commander Bird here again. I am a Demon Hunter in Nightmare Act 3. Woohoo, Demon Hunters! Woohoo! <laughs> Sorry. <I have> no <laughs> <laughs> and your barbarian is higher yeah, than... Yeah, right? yeah. That Well, we'll see if I have more time. We'll see what happens. That sounds like a high cue. Uh, I have never done Barbarian, even in Diablo 2 or Wizard. You can make fun of me for not trying out the different classes and games. What should be my next build? I was thinking a monk. Keep up the good work with the great podcast. Uh, I would go with Barbarian or Wizard or, um, yeah, either one of those two. Be careful <laughs> with the Barbarian, though, um, especially because, you know, the Wizard is by far the best class in the game. But the Barbarian is probably the most fun class in the game to play, so... So if you're already starting as... We just did a range. Yeah, it, it's, if you're starting with the Demon Hunter and you're looking for a different playing style, I would go with the Barbarian before the Wizard because the Wizard is ranged as well as the Demon Hunter. So it just depends on what you're looking for. Unless you're going to do an epic build and make a melee wizard. True. Yeah, could be doing that. Mm -hmm. Do them both. Yeah. The Monk, you know, e even though I got to level 55 and I've hit a, you know, a cement wall... A reinforced cement wall with my monk it's a lot of fun up until that point and it's it, if you listen to uh part two of our gaming night number four just the fun that i was having with the lashing kick and knocking those moths out in um in act one <laughs> it was just so much fun they would fly almost two screens off off screen and yeah anyways i actually wanted to ask you really quick about that are you using the dodge build on that with like the um, all one of the res build? I've tried almost everything on, on that monk. I've gone with two hand build. I've gone with really he crit heavy build. I've, you know, I've gone back to you know, the only, well, I, I shouldn't say I haven't tried everything. I haven't tried the, uh, you know, like the one handed weapon with a shield, which would probably get me past where I am. But I'm, I'm determined to go with, two, you know, dual wielding. Because, you know, it's only hell. I should be able to do it. Yeah, I know my brother-in-law was having a rough time in hell with his monk, but he changed to a, I think he said it was a dodge build with dual weapon with dodge. And 
he said it worked great and got him all the way through Inferno 1 and 2, so. Yeah, maybe I'll have to give that a try. Something more dodge-oriented. Plus, it's really fun to play with the dodge, so you gotta get a dodging monk so that I can play with you with my wizard, because then I don't get hit. Well, you can <laughs> still play with my wizard and not get hit, because I keep everything locked down, but, yeah. That works, yeah. too. Anyways, we got a, <laughs> we got another voicemail, from this time from our good friend Ro. Let's just play it. Hello, Breja, Nevik, and Jen. This is Ro. How's it going? Uh, thank you very much for sending people down to my blog to check out all my ravings and rantings about the story in Diablo. And I appreciate the discussion you guys had a couple episodes back about the story and uh, some of the elements in it that I didn't quite care about. But enough about that for now. That's not what this uh, voicemail is about. With 1.0.4 coming along, uh, Blizzard has said that we're going to get more exciting legendaries, uh, legendaries that will make us want to hunt them down. So I was wondering if you guys were the Blizzard devs, what would you do to make legendaries more interesting? Personally, I try to find ways to incorporate abilities in legendaries that would let you do things that other classes can do. Uh, for instance, uh, some piece of armor that would allow a demon hunter to do a mage-like ability, or just a little crossover blend in between classes. I mean, we did have, in Diablo 2, I think there was an item that allowed you to teleport. Uh, just some blending over would make for some really interesting gameplay. Uh, let me know what you think, and I will see you guys on the other side of Act 2 Inferno. Someday, take care. You know what, be before I address this question, I, I did want to mention that he has an... Well, I mentioned in episode 19, but he has um, part... Well, Acts 2 and 3 of his ongoing series about the uh, sad state of the story in Diablo 3. And we'll include links to, um, in our show notes for that, so you can go check them out. But yeah, legendaries, what do we want to see? Um, Jen, what, what kind of things would you like to see? I want to see something that's, like, kind of crazy, you know, like, not, like, your standard thing or, like, the coolest weapon ever. I want to see, like, a one-handed crossbow that has the, you know, a certain percentage chance of, like, summoning one of the Zarheims that will fight for you or something just insane like that that you're never going to get, you know, as a normal weapon. Mm. Something creative, you know? Yeah, Bracia, what about you? What, what, what would make legendaries be interesting and awesome? Well, kind of building off of what Jen says, I mean, I'm really into the special procs that you might get off of a legendary. You know, not just having better stats, because you expect that's going to happen, even though it's not. <laughs> you expect that that would happen. But, you know, uh, it doesn't even have to be as, as grand as, say, you know, having a certain creature summoned or something of that sort, but maybe it does something like it shifts you into another dimension, kind of similar to the uh, Diablo second phase when you're fighting him, you know, maybe kind of puts you in a shadow phase for a little bit, and but it gives you an increased, you know, dodge ability or something of that sort, you know, or it changes your, something that of your ability, like if you're a wizard and you're shooting ice beams instead to become a fire beam, you know, it, it just changes or alters things. It would be fun. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of procs and uh, just general changes to your abilities when they go off. 
What about you, Lantonio? Uh, I'll agree with them, but I would. I actually, one thing I'd want to see is higher armors and higher DPS ratings for sure. Other than that, I I, I wouldn't mind like kind of what, going off what they were saying. I'd like to be able to slap on my own like affix, like every on hit something like how champions have maybe arcane. That'd be cool if you have arcane that you know make their arcane you be work against them. So if they're like getting a corpse explosion and they're next to it, they'll die too. Or if they run into their own lasers, that'll hurt them too. Something like that would that to me would be really cool. That they have to dodge their own, you know, spam like crazy arcane centuries just like we have to. They wall themselves in. <laughs> well, that's the only thing they really do against themselves, but it'd be really nice that if they were next to their 20 frozen orbs, they'd get frozen too, you know? I, I could definitely agree with that. Um, what I would like to see, I, I, I'm going to try to avoid sounding like a broken record because I do agree that procs pretty much will, you know, differentiate them from, you know, just your standard really good items and that, that that's probably what we're going to see. We're going to see a lot of procs, but I, I, I want to see, like, you know, maybe even specific like class specific legendaries you know like since we already have talrashas um you know which is wizard in natalia's which is demon hunters what if those set pieces themselves you know they're they're orange but they're green you know when they drop they they glow orange or whatever but uh, anyways um what what if they actually increase the effectiveness of your runes you know like back back before they removed the whole itemized, you know, rune levels. You know, what, what if, you know, you have your split for, you know, your magic missile, and instead of just doing three, it does seven, you know, something like that. You know, bring bring back what they had already developed in some way into into those sets in Legendaries. I, I think that would be pretty cool. And, yeah, that's pretty much all I got. I mean, because obviously, hopefully, they do increase the armor ratings and DPS, because... Diablo 3 Inferno is very, very much math-oriented when you get to the end of the game. It's a, it's a gear check, you know? And all the procs in the world are probably not going to get you past some of those champion packs. You, you need the DPS or or ability to take hits to get past them. So that that's that's going to be necessary. And I, I think that's what's coming. But, yeah. I, I, I would like to see our ruined abilities become more effective. Like what we used to have. Well... Not that I ever experienced it, but you know. I'd like to see I I'd like to see I level sixty only drops in Inferno, and I can say this would be just fine. Seeing as so, most sixties, even up to sixty threes, they're still garbage. So, needing or finding a level fifty two in Inferno is absolutely worthless in my mind. I know it just helps lower the drop rates, but every time I find an I level sixty three, it's almost always garbage too. So. Why not just not have anything lower than a 60? Seeing as though you're playing everybody at 63, you should, you know, it just makes sense in my mind. Maybe they think they need more whites to drop, but even then, or, or at least have like maybe a five to 600 DPS minimal, because why, you know, have, I'm in Act 2 finding 200 DPS weapons. You could never, you can't even use them in hell. So why even have them in Inferno? You'd think that would help with the programming to cut out a little stuff, you know, get the leg out of there from all them items dropping and all them servers that are totally unneeded. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that's what we would like to see. And so got to keep this show moving um, because it's starting to get really late. 
Uh, I will read our next email. It is from Chad. Good morning, stoners. Well, it's technically not morning right now, but we'll let that slide. First off... Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's 12, 1225 where Brisha is right now. So, yeah, it is morning for him. Good morning. <laughs> First off, wanted to say that I really look forward to your podcast every week. Perfect blend of info, news, and fun. So, thank you. Well, thanks, Chad. I have a couple questions I have run into while playing. And, Lance, just, just uh, we're going to... I'm just going to straight read all three questions and then we'll answer them at the end. But anyways, um, I have a couple questions that I've run into while playing and I just reread that. Uh, number one, do you know what happens to the XP if a minion kills something? Say, if my gargantuan or mystic ally or any other follower kill a, min a monster, do I get the XP credit or does it just vanish? I know that Templar, Enchantress, Rogue level up so they get the XP credit instead of my character, but what about the minions? Number two, I have a mobile authenticator attached to my account via smartphone. On battle.net, it says all is up and running and verified, yet since day one of playing, it has never asked once for an authentication code to log in. I only play on one computer, and I know Blizzard says it will only happen once in a while if they do not detect a different IP address, but still, I would think by now I would get asked at least once. Do any of you have any ideas? And number three... Just for discussion, what is your what is your least favorite area to play through while doing the level grind? Every time I get to the spider caverns, I groan. I just find them really tedious for some reason. Anyone else have an area that they dread going into? Thanks, Chad. Which question shall we tackle first? Number one? Yeah, we'll, we'll go in order. I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure if a follower minion kills something, you get the XP. And if you kill something, your follower also gets XP. Uh, well, I think you both get XP. I, I know this one. The, the XP is transferred between both of you completely evenly. I've, I've actually was curious about that myself because I was trying to level up my scoundrel really fast from that 59 to 60. To, and uh, I looked it up and it says that you both get the same time. So it doesn't matter who you kill. Because I was wondering if I had to let him kill a bunch of stuff to get him to level faster. And the experience points are exact same. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So, okay, there we go. Number two, the mobile authenticator. Yeah, I've only been asked for my authentication code like maybe five times since launch, if that. So, yeah, it's. I I I don't know, I don't know the rhyme or reason as to when it asks. I think some of it has to do with he's saying that you know he always plays on one computer, same computer all the time. So if he's doing that and he's logging in pretty frequently, like playing every day or playing you know close to every day, he probably won't see the uh, authenticator very often. But you know if you go for like a week and you don't log in, um, it'll ask for the authenticator again. So maybe it's just they already know. I have a question about the authenticator. Yeah? I don't know if I chose something we can with, but I put mine in every single time I log in and ask for it. Is that probably something I hit? I never knew you could have it, so it only comes up every now and so, every so now and often. Well, I don't think you can select for that. I think that's something on Blizzard's end as to how often it comes up. So mm -hmm. I don't know. That blows my theory. Yeah, then. mine's every yeah, single then time. Yeah, then completely it doesn't completely bother destroys me. my theory on this. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. As far as I know, that if it works exactly the same as it did with World of Warcraft, when they first implemented this. In World of Warcraft, they kind of just shut it off and said, okay, now it's going to have the smart feature where you may put your authenticator in once, and then if you're in the same IP address, then 
it won't ask for it very often unless of course you don't log in for a couple days or something of that sort and then people were panicking because they were used to putting it in every single time they log in yeah and so i believe at least in world of warcraft i know that they had put in a feature allowing you to switch it on so that every single time you log in so you might want to check in your options to see if diablo 3 allows you to do that as well i'll check it out i, I don't bother me i put it in every time it's on my phone or whatever so but I suppose it would be kind of nice and I have to do it every time, just log in a little quicker. Yeah, if you want like an extra level of peace of mind with your authenticator, um, you can sign up for the mobile SMS alerts. And that's actually a requirement for you to um, use the Real Money Auction House, by the way. That way, even if, if you never get the authenticator code prompt, you know that your account is secure because you haven't received an, a text to your phone because that that will only happen when something occurs to your account so you know there's there's that so i i don't know maybe maybe you've just been really lucky i guess that they haven't ever asked for it i too when when they made the change in world of warcraft when they they implemented the uh the feature where it didn't prompt it prompt for it every time i was like but i was so used to doing it you know and and the the one argument that got Blizzard to change their stance on this, to go and include that feature to enable it so it'll prompt you every single time, was parents. Parents of children who play WoW. Because they use the authenticator as the locking mechanism to prevent their child from being able to play WoW. Because if they don't have the authenticator code, they can't log in. So when they disabled that and they just made it so that, you know, it only asked for it every now and then, then they could no longer lock their kids out. I mean, there's advanced, you know, parental controls for WoW, but, you know, it it, it was just one of those things. So I, I don't know. I don't know what I can tell you, Chad, other than, yeah, it's there. What One thing you can do is you can log into your Battle.net account and if it prompts and it will prompt you for your authenticator if you have one tied to your account. If it doesn't, then there's something wrong with your account. So that that's one thing that I could suggest is try logging into battle.net because it will not allow you to do anything to your account without the authenticator code. So there you go. And our, our least favorite areas to, to grind through. Um, Jen, uh, you haven't experienced everything, but do you have a least favorite area that, that you've experienced through on your Barbarian maybe? Yeah, um, I'm trying to remember the exact name of it, but all of Act Two. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm had, I've been having fun with Act Two actually for most of it at least. But um, the part where you are going through, you're looking for it's after the Skeleton King, and you're searching for um, I think it's uh, the Karzaden. Karzaden. No, it's after that. The um, the staff. Karza staff. Mm, trying to remember chronologically. See, this is this is what happens when I don't play very often. I lose track of exactly what order of things are and the names of them. It's one of those dungeons where it's you're going through the building and it's like a torture chamber and you're going after. Um, oh God, not the Skeleton King. What's the other guy's name? Oh, okay. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? Are Are you talking about like um, the uh, the prison or the halls of agony? I think it's the the halls. Yeah, where it's like just like buckets of red. heads and things like that. It's all red okay, and all yeah. those things. That just creeps me out to no end. 
It just does. I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm cool with like, you know, demons and stuff like that, but this stuff just kind of feels like, yeah, that could maybe sort of happen somewhere in the real world, and I really don't want to see it anymore. <laughs> you know, I don't like that part. The rest I'm cool with. Yeah. What about you, Brazia? Do you have any least favorite areas? Well, I'm kind of getting sick of Act One. <laughs> just with all the alt and then every single time you get start up. I mean, it, it seems like the longest part of the game. It was similar to that in Diablo 2, because it was like you're always running that first act, and then the second, third, and then especially the last act always just seems to be so much shorter. Mm -hmm. So that, and I think actually a second one is um, the sewers of Chaldeum, just because it's like corridors, you know, tight spaces, and I like to be able to move around and have, you know, be able to strafe targets and be able to run in circles if I wanted to and stuff, and you can't not do that in there, you're stuck. Yeah. What about you, Lantonio? Well, other than agreeing with Brazia about Act 1, because we do it so much, being an Inferno, I'd have to say, if I never had to do Blood and Sand, um, Act 2, Salt and Cool, all them places, especially when you're in the desolate sands and you got to try to find the two, his two body places that seems like you always have to clear the map to find it. I would love to never have to do that again. Those things are they're just tedious. It feels like it takes the longest part of the whole game. Yeah, my least favorite area is any area that has wasps or soul lashers or anything in Act 4. <laughs> so Act 4 then no would be <laughs> you know, the whole thing. Yeah, Act 4 has some of the most obnoxious monster types in the game. And uh, yeah... In Hell, it's no problem, but I'm really not looking forward to Act 4 Inferno, so... Alright, so let's move on. Jen, we have an email from John. Would you like to read that one? Yeah, I could read that one. Uh, John has sent us an email regarding the screenshots, how to find the screenshots on a Mac that I was talking about in the previous show. Um, at least a little. And John writes, Wow, thank you so much for posting this information. I've been scratching my head for weeks, wondering where the hell my screenshots were going. I've meant to search the forums for this info, but just didn't get around to it. The other interesting thing is that the default keystroke is F13, and my MacBook Pro only has up to F12. And that's from John. Um, yeah, that is a problem. Now, I use a Mac, but I use a PC keyboard. Um, instead, because I like them better. Um, you know, I like you, uh, people have mentioned the keys clicking. I like that when I'm trying to write. I don't know why, I just need the sound, you know? So I'm using a PC keyboard, so I do have, you know, and it's print screen, F13, on the, on the keyboard. Um, but I will go and look for some, you know, look through, like, Sean's computer doesn't have, you know, he's using a regular Mac computer uh, keyboard. So I can, you know, try to figure out what that would translate to and then report back later. I didn't really think about that because I'm using like the wrong keyboard, so to speak, but um, I'll figure it out. And uh, if any of our listeners figure it out before me, you know, let us know. Um, yeah, that is a problem. If you can't hit F13, then how are you gonna, you know, take a screenshot? But I think if you're using a Mac keyboard that's like a full-size keyboard, you might be able to have the right button, but beyond that, I'm gonna have to do some research. You should be able to change your key binding so it shouldn't be too big of a problem you could always change your f13 to f12 on your mac or whatever also can't you just hit shift f1 and it'd be f13 not sure like i said i'll have to do some research okay i i don't know i know in my job i have to do things like that where i have up to f24 and it's just shift and whatever button to 
go along with it. Well, that's at least some options that he could try, you know, and, and see if it works there out. We go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is a problem though. It's like, oh yeah, I hit F13. Oh wait, I don't have one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, John, you you were right. Your screenshots were going to hell because you know just playing on a Macintosh. Same. Oh, <laughs> come on now. Uh, evil. <laughs> well, they were definitely going somewhere because, like, as I said before in the other show, the uh, screenshot folder on a Mac for Diablo 3 was by default hidden. Yeah. Which is lovely. You couldn't just go look through and find it because Lord knows I've tried. But anyway, I'll see what I can figure out for that one. Alrighty. Well, Brasia, we have an email from Smokemiss. Could you tackle that one? Absolutely. Smokemiss writes in. Hey Shattered Souls donors, glad to hear that the la at least two of you, Nevik and Jen, are enjoying the Barbarian. I'm more than 50 hours into Mayan and still only in Act 2 of Nightmare. I attribute this to the alcoholic completionist in me that compels me to clear every map and dungeon every time I'm playing, even if it is on an alt that just started just for the sake of being a mule. Hmm. This leads me to having Smoking Magi? A level 25 <laughs> wizard and very fun to play. Arcane orbs for the win. Smoking then, a level 20 plus monk, also fun. And smoking shot, a level 20 demon hunter. Okay, they're all fun. <laughs> I want to say he also has a uh, hunter in WoW called smoking shot. <laughs> but he'll have to let me know. Come on, Braja. I know that once you give the barb a try, you will put the puke doctor aside for the smash-tastic fun that is the barbarian. Yeah, actually, I have to agree with him because I think I like just, boom, smash everything. Although I admit that listening to you talk about you and your son playing the witch doctors together sounded like a blast. When they add PvP, you should create an all-witch doctor team name. A whole lot of shaking going on. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fantastic idea. I will so do that. A whole lot of shaking going on. Oh, man. Oh, no. As it goes on, I'm in no hurry to get to endgame. As you can probably tell, and I think that this will give me an opportunity to enjoy D3 for a long time in the future. Heck, by the time I get into Inferno, they might have corrected most of the problems that appear to be plaguing it. However, seems like most of the complaints are about Inferno being too difficult, which I recall was one of the items that the community wanted as a feature in D3 before it came out. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I guess this just proves the old axiom, be careful what you wish for, you might get it. Finally, I want to thank you so much for the strategy guide. What a great and beautifully done resource. Now I could just get my oldest daughter to give it back so that I can refer to it while I am playing. See you in Sanctuary, Smokemist. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. I, I I noticed that he is definitely lacking a smoking puke or you know something like that. <laughs> but yeah, the barbarian smoke doctor. Yeah, the, the barbarian <laughs> is very very dangerous because uh, it it can make you forget about your your most beloved class ever. So. Because it's just so much fun to charge through enemies. It really is. Speaking of the strategy guide, uh, we, we have one email left, but w why not? Since, you know, this is a perfect segue and I just totally butchered it anyways. Um, we did have a screenshot contest and I, I want to announce our winner. Our winner is Straight Up Jack. He sent in a screenshot of him killing Belial, or Belial, I'm sorry, Asmodan in, uh, I think, less than 60 seconds. He writes... 
Uh, I know you said to leave this text blank, but I have to explain this. I'm submitting two screenshots because I think this is friggin' epic as heck. Or, as hell, sorry. Note, the most important aspect of these two screenshots is the time it took for my barb to kill Asmodon. Roughly 60 seconds. I was geared up for an epic fight where I was sure I would die at least once, went and poured myself a double maker's mark on the rocks, and sat down ready for battle. What a... Uh, pushover. Word we can't use on Dawn Forge. Yeah. yeah. What a pushover <laughs> he turned out to be in Nightmare. LOL. I recently changed my build and I guess it's working. Love your show, by the way. Straight up Jack. So thanks, Straight up Jack. I hope you will enjoy your strategy guide. It, it will be a collector's edition soon enough once the game is completely different. But Oh, that's true. You know, But it'll still be cool. Um, so send us an email telling us where to send that to. Because we can't just, you know... It's not like a game code where we can just go, oh, here, email, great. Yep. Actual, yep. in real life loot. Our last email of the night is from Master Doe, and I will take care of this one. Master Doe writes, Dear Soulstoners, it's been a while since I was saying to myself that I have to write that email. As a consequence, I do have much to write, but I'll try to make it as short as possible. Well, let me just scroll down here. Yeah, it's not that short, but that's okay. Well, who knows what else he wanted to write, though. <laughs> could have True. He, he could have cut maybe out... Maybe he cut it down. Mm -hmm. Maybe he cut out all the rambling that I typically do and all the audio recordings that I do. Anyways, I, I digress. I'm a fan <laughs> of your wonderful podcast since I guess it was something like around March 2012. Listening to the, uh, listening to the first two episodes, I fell in love instantly. You talk about Diablo 3 just like a band of friends having a beer and discuss or in this case red wine. Red, red wine. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> real. <laughs> and discussing about what their hearts tell them. That makes a huge difference with what I listened to before. And that's what what can I uh, can explain I listened to the other episodes that fast. All of them at least once, I promise. That's good. Anyway, I want you to know that on the other side of the great ocean, a Frenchie loves Nevik's humor. W wait, somebody actually gets it? I, there you my, go. <laughs> you, you, told, you told us once that you feel alone in your head with that humor. Well, technically, Master Doe, it's it's something that I, I kind of gleaned off of uh, Aprilian from Control at WoW because her, her humor is much like mine. We, we, we both are pretty dry and silly and say things that are pretty, you know, like, really? Just, anyways. <laughs> well, anyways, he continues. I can tell that we are two. So he's a kindred spirit with me. That's awesome. Uh, he also continues that he loves Jen's voice and laughs and loves the smooth voice of Brasia, making all of that right and fair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> awesome. Now, let me tell you what... Find, uh, what I finally decided to write. I'm a big fan of the Demon Hunter. No, he's not a kindred spirit after all. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. He's Jen kindred spirit. Yeah. Yeah, Please, Jen, go. give me another one of one, another one of those wonderful Demon Hunters. Woohoo! Oh yeah, Demon Hunters. Woo! <laughs> I'm a bag. Uh, I am a big fan since. Well, guys, I must admit it's since they're presented class in uh or when they presented the class in 2010 the most classy male character the most sexy female character 
I'm going to have to argue with that. Um, and a gameplay using ranged attacks, movement, skills, and traps. Wahoo! Just like that. Yes. My first Demon Hunter is in Act 1 Inferno. My second Demon, second demon Hunter uh -huh. is, demon is, is, is now <laughs> level 53. That's... Wow. That's cool. That's awesome. That's I've really also got cool. a third one, a third yeah. Demon Hunter in Hardcore <laughs> level 20. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I've got two, and if I had more time... <laughs> Well, I, I guess I, I do have, have two wizards, but, you know, my second wizard's we'll really low. There you go. Yeah, but anyways, mm -hmm. before launch, I thought my second class would be the Witch Doctor. Yet, I like pups. But... Zombie <laughs> dogs. Yeah, hearing Nevik talk, talking about his melee wizard, well, that's great. And I just had to try it. I just had to. And then, oh my god, it became, for sure, my favorite character after my Demon Hunter. After your Demon Hunter. Okay. Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's the why. I have to thank you, Nevik, as much as I can. Arf, okay. Be careful, because you might just decide that your demon hunter's boring and like the melee wizard more. But you know. Well, anyways, now I listen to each episode of your podcast with even more pleasure, since since you all talk about all my favorite classes: demon hunter, melee wizard, and witch doctor. <sighs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but but it seems that none of you are interested in the monk. I was wondering why. I actually do like this martial arts style. Bam, 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 splat for me. It just missed the that Bruce Lee little thing, you know, touching the nose with the thumb between the series of texts. I know exactly what he's talking about. But, uh... Yeah, but, um... <laughs> anyway, since I did try and like in parentheses love with an exclamation mark the, that wizard class that at first I didn't like much since Jen tried barbarian and enjoyed it also please Nevik try to put your critical hit and damage equipment on your demon hunter and let Jen tell you about sharpshooter plus grievous runes and spray or spray of teeth spray of teeth is that really an ability or I haven't it? gotten that far yet there might be anyways uh, or try one of those cluster builds, grenade plus arrow plus grenadier, and spamming the screen with explosions. You know, actually, I, I'm going to derail this email just for a split second. Uh, my demon hunter, I, I got him up to, I think, level 28. Well, I, he's at level 30 now, but when, when I hit level 28, I think I got impale where the knife will just, you know, go through everything in a straight line. And all mm -hmm. of a sudden, I was like... I should have named my demon hunter Rolento, and if anybody knows who I'm talking about, bonus points for you. You know, oh, brownie points because you're cool. But anyways, back to his email. I'm not going to explain it because I want people to to actually you know write in and tell me if they get it or not. So, yeah. Anyways, let's see. And uh, let's see. And having, uh, he continues having nothing that can get through that kind of wall of fire. Lots of fun too. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, close combat build. I'm, I'm going to try it once I get there, but yeah, we'll see. Well, I realize I've been longer than I was supposed to. Again, thanks for what you do on your podcast and keep going. I love you guys. Cheers, Master Doe. Well, thanks, Master Doe. That was really cool. Thank you. That was awesome. Yeah. They were all awesome tonight. Yeah. And I, I'm surprised that we have a French, a Frenchman who loves our show. That's awesome. Oh, We're international now. How nice. 
Exactly. Well, we, we do have, you know, Razorback who occasionally listens to us, but uh, he may Which not would make it international, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I don't think he listens to us as much now since he stopped playing Diablo 3. Shame on him. Ah, uh, too bad. Maybe he'll come back. Uh, yeah. Okay, so that's all of our email. Um, the, I, I know a lot of us, or a lot of our listeners, are probably going to want our want our opinion on um, the, the letter that Mike Morheim you know, wrote to us Diablo 3 players. Um, well, too bad. <laughs> yeah, listen. <laughs> you, you'll just have to wait until episode 21. No, I'm just kidding. No, um, no you'll get it. Yeah, Brazia, what, what was your what was your opinion of, of his, at his address to us? Just in general, I think it was more of a, hey guys, we've been listening. We know we're not telling you every single day what's going on. We understand there are issues with the game. You know, we've put out what we thought was the right product, you know, and it's we're not getting what we thought from you. So we're going to try to do what we can to make the game better and while listening to the community. And I think that's good. That's a step in the right direction. I think he kind of is leading on that he know he has more ideas than he's allowed to really kind of tell everybody um, just because they still have to put together their ideas of what they're going to do in the future but it makes me feel good knowing that it wasn't just a hey you know we released the game we sold what seven million copies we're happy don't worry about it we don't care and walk away yeah they're, they're actually trying to go back in and they're going to in future updates bring us things that either one they said they were going to like the pvp um arenas coming in uh 1.1 and even you know, maybe taking a look at itemization taking a look at a lot of gameplay, maybe looking at um, to adding features to the game because they know that they're, you know, it wasn't an end game. They thought that bringing Diablo 3 and making what, what they thought was just like Diablo 2 is not actually happening the way it was. As I mentioned earlier in the show, the community's changed. A lot of players who come to this game, into these games are expecting more than just a replayability. Yeah of doing the same thing over and over. They want to do multiple things inside of a game. That's why a game like Skyrim is, has done so well. It's because it has multiple stories, has shifting parts, uh, side quests. It has, you know, different, really unique crafting aspects, from my understanding. It's not just a linear story. Yeah. It's fantastic. Well, I know. What? What, <laughs> Skyrim. Oh. I, I was obsessed with that game. I put at least 400 hours into it. I was wondering, wait, did you did you think you were <laughs> muted? I kind of wondered no, that myself. I'm just saying it's fantastic. <laughs> oh, oh, but yeah, my after I read read his letter, my first my first thought was, wait, what happened to Jay Wilson? I mean, he's gone he's gone like dark. We haven't heard anything from Jay Wilson for like, you know, 4 weeks going on six or something like that and it's like i i understand that probably if if it came from mike morheim people would be like oh well you know he's the president of blizzard you know it it's gone all the way up to the president so clearly clearly they 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 have their best men on it so you know i think they figured he'd have less hate um hate posts yeah yeah jay wilson kind of his popularity's kind of been uh well, let's, let's let's. He's just a point and blame yeah, stick. Yeah, I, I feel bad yeah, for Jay Wilson because target. you know I 
I definitely have my criticisms of him, but uh, it's, he stepped into a really hard position, you know, to come in and take the reins of, you know, probably the most anticipated Blizzard title in forever, ex except for maybe StarCraft 2. But, um, <laughs> you know, and, and create a game that could live up to Diablo 2. And, you know, it's whatever patch they're up to, you know, they've had 12 years to develop that game. And Diablo 2, where it is right now, is pretty darn good. And, but they didn't, they did just, there's been a lot of criticisms that Diablo 3 is kind of like just a repackaged Diablo 2, but it really isn't. You know, it, it's definitely different, and different enough that it's kind of like comparing, you know, like may, maybe a Granny Smith apple to, you know, uh, a Honey Crisp apple. So, you know, they're, they're both apples, but, you know, one's clearly the superior apple, and that, that's... I mean, the Honeycrisp apple definitely, you know, rules rules all the apples because nothing else comes close. And uh, if if you ever have a chance to go to a farmer's market and get a Honeycrisp apple, do it. You can thank me later. <laughs> Random tangent there about apples. Okay. <laughs> well, you, you know the old axiom comparing apples to oranges, but yeah. in this case, it wasn't quite quite you know apples to oranges. It's apples to apples. So. Oh, which is a whole other game. Yeah, mm -hmm. which is also a lot of fun when drinking red wine. Just saying. <laughs> oh. Red, red wine. <laughs> oh, okay. So, <laughs> Jen, Lantonio, do you do you have any final thoughts to add on to the Mike Morheim address? Well, it sounds like he's at least, you know, people are being heard. That's one thing, that's for sure. It, this isn't just a complete blow-off of, oh, yeah, we're working on it. I mean, he's gotten a little bit specific in certain places. So that was kind of cool. And I think somewhere in here, I can't find it right now, but I think he said something about they did not want the auction house to be a like intrinsic part of you must do this to play the game. So maybe they're working on fixing that. Because I think it's a lot of people's impression right now. You know? I, I think they underestimated the uh, how prolific the auction house would be and how quickly people would burn through Inferno. Because uh, from from what I've heard, they were not able to internally test Inferno inside and out because they didn't they didn't have a functioning auction house system for them to test when they were testing Inferno. So they had to rely on self-drops, and if that's the case, then obviously, you know, you're not gonna be able to get to Act 4 Inferno in you know in any decent amount of time with the amount of you know complete rebuilds and or you know uh, having to do all of the um, I'm trying to think of the term right now because I was a QA tester for Namco, so um, the uh, it's re-something. Uh, oh, God, it's, oh, it's so bad that I can't remember this term. But anyways, regression, regression testing. You know, they, they have to, you know, with every new build, they have to go back and see if bugs that were present beforehand uh, have been fixed, or in this case, if new ones have been created. And actually, you know what? That, that brings up one last thing that, that I'll touch on, and that was... Um, this past week, we had two amazing bugs get squashed. Um, one granted the wizard complete invulnerability. I mean, complete invulnerability. Uh, and yeah, like total god mode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the other one was uh, it allowed barbarians to keep their um, rushing charge, you know, buff or, or any buffs when doing a furious charge to be to permanently be active so it, it allowed them to also break the game so bugs are gonna happen uh if you find one and i blogged about this if you find one that is especially egregious try to recreate it try to narrow it down how you 
we're able to recreate it because that's if you want to be a game tester just saying if you want to be a game tester that's what you have to do you have to recreate bugs time in time out and it's not as glamorous as a lot of people think um you know breaking games is sometimes not very fun especially when you get stuck on like you know gumby for the game boy advance <sighs> oh, anyways okay <laughs> back back to Diablo 3 um so yeah, yeah. It, if if you can find a bug that is as egregious as these other bugs well just any bug you know um if you if you can recreate it what you should do is you send you should send a report to hacks at blizzard.com or something like that i oh, i gotta track this down but anyways um and then stop doing it you know especially if it's that's something the that, key point don't keep doing the bug yeah, if it can be exploited, don't keep doing the bug, um, because you, I, I, we haven't been able to prove whether or not Blizzard has the monitoring capabilities to see if you're exploiting something in game, but if they do, you will get you will get banned at some point if you keep doing it. I'm pretty sure they do. Um, I don't know if you remember the guy we played with, Tonberry. He, uh, they were exploiting some put some quiver or crossbow on the ground, the leads couldn't pass it, or the monsters couldn't pass oh, it. What? And he got a two-day ban with a warning. Wow. Oh, or wow. like a three-day ban with the warnings for exploitation, so they must be able to track you yeah. somehow. So there you doing. go. Yeah, so if you find if you find a bug, try to recreate it. Don't do it for your own personal gain. Just do it, you know, to narrow down, you know, the parameters of how to recreate it. Then send off that report, stop doing it, and you're fine. We we don't need another. Um, oh God, Brasia, what's what was that? Um, what was it? A legendary shirt in WoW that would one shot kill anything? Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, actually, it was a it was like a GM weapon. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Basically, somebody got a hold of that that was not a GM, and so he was basically just going in, taking raids in, and saying, "Okay, let's take care of this bot. Boom, one shot, and everybody would get free loot." Yeah. So yeah, I uh, definitely don't want to do that. So just just keep that in mind if you do encounter any bugs. I mean, it's there. There's no way, nothing, nothing, these days will ever be bug free. It's just it's not possible. Um, when when you have code that's getting into the millions upon possibly billions of lines of code, there, there's weird stuff's going to happen, you know. And then when you make a change, more bugs will will you know, will unforeseeably be generated because you change one line of code. So, you know, it's just just the nature of, of software development, so. Exactly, and then just uh, how the, all the systems connect and talk to one another just through the code itself. You never know if it's even that little change that you might have tested and it looks like it worked fine is actually affecting some other part of the game that you are not even testing at all. And it won't come up until later on when you have multiple people in that circumstance. I mean, we even though we had Diablo 3 and beta for a while, we didn't have a huge number of people. So it wasn't like there was a wide variety of data coming in to let them know, okay, we've got to do these things. That's why they're running problems with the Inferno, like you mentioned. Even then, you know, I was in QA. A lot of people say, why didn't the QA team catch this? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make any presumptions, but I'm gonna say pretty safe to assume, at least with a, with something that you can actually test fully, that 
most of the major bugs are found and documented. It just comes down to a case of where the producer, you know, said, all right, we need to fix this before we ship, or is this something that, you know, is not worth really wasting a bunch of time and money to fix. So, you know, if you encounter a bug, it could have been found by the QA testers over at Blizzard, so don't think that they're incompetent, because they are not. Believe me, I, I've been in the QA environment. Most QA testers are avid gamers, so they they, they find a lot of stuff. Yeah. Anyways, oh, let's wrap this show up before, before my soapbox gets too tall. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> so thank you everyone for listening to episode 20 of the Shattered Soulstone podcast. We are a Dawn Forge production. Thank you, Medros, for putting together such an awesome company in... in and hosting so many different shows, I I hear that there might be a new um, a new Steam focused uh, podcast coming out called the Steam Forge. So that's that's interesting. And evidently, there's a new um, sweater pod- podcast, or at least the second episode of the sweater podcast, which finally yeah. came out. The reboot. It's returned. It's the reboot. Mm-hmm. And Jen is roboting, so I will finish up the show as quickly as I can. So you can read the show blog or listen to the show archives at ShatteredSoulStone.com. You can find us all on Twitter. You, the show account is at ShatteredStone. I am at Nimbic James. Brasia is at the underscore Brasia. Lantonio is at Lantonio. Jen is at Queen of Haiku. We have a presence on Facebook and Google. And, but most importantly, we cannot do this show without you, the listeners. So please send in your contributions, questions, audio submissions, and anything else that you want to and, and of course, feedback to show at ShatteredSoulStone.com. So until next time, for me, for Jen, for Antonio, and for Brasia, you will find me crocheting a sweater. I'm going to Disneyland! Put audio here. Ta-da! This has been a presentation of Dawn Forge, copyright 2012. Find great podcasts and more at thedawnforge.com. <laughs>